Hi, it's Susan, and you are listening to the Women's Evolution Podcast, where I aim to advance gender equity one glass ceiling at a time. I speak to women who are doing an amazing job working in male-dominated professions, and also men and organizations who are looking to advance women in particular industries. I invite you to follow me on Instagram at Women's Evolution Podcast. Share this podcast, leave a review, and if you or someone you know has a great gender equity story, please reach out. Enjoy the next episode. Hello, Jaime. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining the Women's Evolution podcast today. So you are going to be another change in scenery for us. Because today we're actually going to talk about a man working in a female-dominated sector, which is the social work slash nonprofit industry. And Jaime Regosa has agreed to come on and talk about his experience in the industry, being um, a, a male and being on the lower side of the of the equity. And then we're going to talk a little bit about his consulting company and what he's doing. So. Start with, how did you get into the industry? So for me, I, it was in my first choice. I, I think when I first went to college, excuse me, I was thinking, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a firefighter. Wow. Like the, very, the very masculine type of position that, you know, we're kind of ingrained in our head that we have to do as a, as a young kid. And, you know, I was exposed to a social work class and... And it was because it was a requirement you have to do a social work class for college to get your BA or some type of social science. And after that, I was just enthused. At, the professor was talking about domestic violence and about um, just like different family intervention things that people go through. And I was super in, in motivated. I, I was looking around my classroom and I was probably one out of every hundred individuals were males. So it was primarily women taking the class. And wow. I, you, can, you can probably look around the class and actually count how many guys were there. And I was like, I need to be part of this because there needs more male representation in here. We need to show people that it is okay to do a social science type of work and still be a man, you know, in those type of things. So I know that in your podcast, you usually talk the opposite where you see male dominated industries and you know, very little female. So it's definitely um, a flip side on that. But I, I got into it. I started getting, um, I got I graduated. I started getting casework jobs at first and just working with these individuals and seeing how in the mental health field, there's very little men who are willing to get services like therapy, go get assigned with a social worker. It's seen as a negative stigma because we're we're men we're not supposed to release our emotions we're not supposed to be vulnerable that seemed like very bad on our end so i'm really trying to break that stigma one person at a time i love that i love that there were a couple things in there that i love (laughs) because we've got the part where you were socialized as you grew up to do a male dominated type profession just like women girls are socialized to do oh be a teacher, be a nurse, right? So then we get up into um, an area of if you hadn't kind of done that and also then followed your passion, you 
might have been in an industry that you wouldn't have been happy in. But but also then this is why males and females, if we're talking, end up doing the same thing. They end up being in male, you know, males end up being in male professions and male dominated professions and women get to be in the women dominated professions. I thought that that is really interesting. Um, and I also love what you said about being in the class because, OK, so social work, nonprofit tends to be women. There were more women in the classes, so not a lot of male representation. And so what that does, as you know, thank goodness for people like you and or opposite women in male dominated professions is that now you have and you are an example that men can go into this industry and they can see themselves in it. Right. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah, definitely. And even seeing the statistics of how many men enter like the social work field or the mental health services field or even the nonprofit field, it's it's 84% women wow. enter this field and only 16% of men. And even then, if you break it down, it's more so of 7% of men who enter are either identify um, in the LGBT spectrum. So mm. really this like um, straight men is the very minor section of that. So when you enter the, the mental health field, it's, it's, I think it's, it's interesting how when you see a social worker who's male, a lot of people usually assume, oh, they must be gay because, mm. you know, they're more sensitive. They're more, it's more of a norm for them to be able to, mm. you know, be vulnerable with their feelings. So if it's somebody who is cisgendered straight male, they, it seemed like, oh, wow, you're, you're actually in this field. Good for you. And they're actually applauded. And they move up the ladder a lot quicker. Ah, so then, so then that's the other thing that we want to talk about because when I was talking with Jeff about nurse, about nursing, you know, he said, um, you know, it's a, I guess about thirty percent male now, but males then move up faster than women. Exactly. So tell me about that. That's so interesting. Yeah. So I don't know why and. It could be a business aspect. It can be just because of society and the way that we were, that we have the structures. But I've seen a lot of my male companions, my male like um, coworkers, tend to rise up over women when they have the same qualifications, the same type of um, like degrees and experience. But men tend to be chosen more because they're like, oh, men. Um, at least the excuses that I've gotten in the past mm -hmm. when I'm like, like I'm, I'm very open when it comes to asking, like, why did so-and-so God get that over the other person? Wow. I'm, I'm known as a pusher at work. Good for <laughs> so, you. Yay. <laughs> Thank goodness for you pushers. And they usually say, because um, men know how to like make decisions right away. Women are more emotional with their decision-making. So they may make the wrong decisions because they're emotion-based, which is not true. I know some women, I know majority of women are very, they think everything through, they think ahead of time versus what I've seen men is more instant gratification. Like, what can we do now to fix it? But they won't think of the long-term effects. Mm. So I don't think, I think that argument can be thrown off as a myth. Interesting. Um, and then there was another story that you told me about pay equity. So, so tell my audience about that. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, that happened to me a few years ago. So we were up for a raise, me and my colleague, and we're really close friends now. We've been working together for the past eight years uh, within different agencies. And uh, we had a specific employer who gave us both a raise because we both qualified for this, like, this increase because of our years of experience. She actually had two years more than me in the field. Um, and we both were brought in separately and said, you know, you you did really well and we're going to promote you in this in this position and here's your rates 
and I was like, okay, it's, it's a pretty decent bump. I was, I was happy. And, you know, I, I wanted, I really know this colleague and I was really close to her. So I was like, let's celebrate, you know, so we were out for drinks afterwards and we were mentioning, and I said, you know, it's so great that we were able to get this X amount of dollars, you know, and I was saying it, not thinking that there was a disparity. And then she's like, wait, how much did you get? And then we talked about it and it was like a seven grand difference. <gasps> and and mm-hmm. it wasn't even like pennies. It was like dollar amounts of how much her salary was exchanged to mine. So then I was like, okay, let's break this down. Let's try to think, let's not jump to conclusions. Like, okay, let's list your experience. Let's list your degrees. Let's list everything. And we did a comparison. And if anything, she should have, should have gotten a higher raise than me. So when we, I, I set up a meeting with the hiring manager and I said, okay, um, with me and her and all three of us together, and I was, I, I, we were discussing and I was like, we were comparing wages and we were curious as to why you paid me higher than her. And then she was like, you're not supposed to be comparing wages. And I was like, technically it's not illegal in the state of California. So you can't even say that. And she was like dumbfounded and she was like, uh, 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 and I was like, just tell us why is it because I'm a guy and she's a female. And they're like, well, it's because you're managing certain clients and you're more prone to make better decisions because of the way you are. And I was like, that is not true. So we ended up arguing and we really broke it down and they matched her to me. But I was like, so this happens across the board in so many different agencies that people just have this bias that guys mm-hmm. are going to do better because they're men. And that is false. <gasps> it is unbelievable. And, and <clears throat> so in this case, you know, just because of who you are, you know, Jaime, and you're, you're the, the, um, the one who really wants to bring equity to all situations. But I mean, how, yes, how, how much is it happening? How often is it happening? How unfair it is? And there's really no excuse for it. It is an unconscious bias, huge unconscious bias. And, you know, that's what we're really, that's what, why we're talking here at Women's Evolution, because the more I feel we talk about it and we can bring this out in the open and we can say, well, why is this happening? Hopefully people will start to listen, right? Yeah. And I love that you're doing this because the more people just don't know, we take things for granted. We assume that people are going to do the right thing, but sometimes it may not be purposeful. Like my boss genuinely just had that unconscious bias that she thought that was correct because that's what she's always been taught. So we even challenged her and she started changing her process of, uh, of thinking and she set more, a more stringent level of like, okay, if you do this and this, then you get this amount versus, oh, because of this person's a male, this person's a female. So yeah. we have to challenge the system mm-hmm. that we're in. Mm-hmm. Don't take it for granted. And we need to support each other, especially the men that are in this field. We need to support our counterpart women because it, it's, we have a certain privilege as being a, a man yeah. in, in this type of field. Whether we want it or not, when we're born men, we have a certain privilege over women. We just have to acknowledge that and whether we and we have to use it to break the disparity. We have to do something because one thing that I consistently tell people, doing nothing is a choice. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you do mm-hmm. something because just letting it sit back and let, let somebody else do it is not going to fix the problem. Yeah. I once heard somebody say that if you are born a white <laughs> male, you've already won the lottery. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. Uh-huh. And it shouldn't be that at all, right? So no. it's it's pretty crazy. Um, anything that you, what kind of advice would you give to men going into the industry? Ask a lot of questions. 
and mm -hmm. make sure you expose to as much as possible. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of the fields, uh, this industry is learn as you go. Mm -hmm. And I've been in several different agencies. I've been blessed to be able to work with various different peoples and collaborate with a lot of different uh, like industry people in the industry. And there is no rule book. There is no like, you know, when you go into fast food, here's how you flip burgers. Here is how you work the cashier. Mm -hmm. this, this is how you talk to customers. No, they're like, here you go. You have a degree. Now work with the client. And you sometimes a lot of there's a lot of people cause burnout because they're mm -hmm. like, I don't know how to work with them. And it's a lot of learning and failing. But get a mentor, work with them closely, mm. get exposed with um, a lot of trainings on how to work with people, how to empathize with people, how to listen. Mm -hmm. And not only with your clients, but with your coworkers as well, because just because someone's been less time in the field or even more doesn't mean that you know more than them. You can absorb knowledge from anyone and apply it as you go. Very cool. And then what would you, uh, what kind of advice would you give women in the industry? Women, you need to speak out for yourself. Okay. You need to be able to advocate because mm -hmm. your boss is not going to advocate for you. Your clients are not going to advocate for you. Sometimes your coworkers are not going to advocate for mm -hmm. you. You need to speak up and not be afraid. As someone who's been in multiple realms in, in, just in this industry, in HR, in hiring manager, in operations, it's very hard for someone to fire you because you speak up. So, you know, that's called retaliation, which is mm -hmm. legal. And if mm -hmm. they do, you have a lawsuit and you can win a lot of money. So definitely um, speak out. And people are going to understand. And if not, you can challenge the system mm -hmm. because people are not going to pay you what you're worth. They're going to pay you what they think you're worth. Mm -hmm. You know what you're worth. So advocate mm -hmm. for it. I love that. Um, a question I just thought of. So most of your clients are women, right? Uh -huh. So how do they feel about dealing with a, a male versus a female? I haven't gotten anything, any negative stigma right now, um, at least or any like negative comments. They then tend to be open. They come to me and they talk to me. One thing that I do that I think that stands out from the rest is I act, I listen and I adapt. Okay. So I have to see, and I will never assume I know what you need because you are the person that is living your life. You are the one that knows your struggles. So only you will know what's going on. So I listen and then adapt my strategies to adapt based on their learning style, what they need. Mm -hmm. And if I can, I know when I'm wrong or when I'm limited to a certain resource. So then I refer them out to somebody that I know that can help them. And I know a lot of powerful women that are in this field and in various fields that I can always be like, I want to attach you with this person because they're going to be a great mentor for you. Mm -hmm. And being able to network and allow them to emp empower their choices and be in control of their life. That's great. I love that. So then <laughs> let, let's just take a few minutes and talk about Regoza Consulting and unicorns. So we haven't <laughs> talked about unicorns yet on this podcast. So tell me a little bit about your consulting company and why you set it up and unicorns. Yes. So one of the things that I wanted to do is be able to advance people in their professional development. I want to I've always seen that no matter where I go, like I said, there's no rule book on how to do things. People mm -hmm. are just thrown in there and learn as you go. And I hate that model so mm -hmm. much because it, it increases high levels of burnout, mm -hmm. high levels of stress. It can cause certain levels of trauma for you mm -hmm. it, because you're, you're so stressed out. So I wanted to create a business that will be able to kind of work alongside these different industries and provide supplemental help for individuals that want to um, develop and grow, whether it be 
just in their counseling skills and their mental health skills, or if they want to be leaders one day, then give them the tools to be able to move up because some of these, like I said, some of these managers won't, won't do that for you. You may mm-hmm. ask for the help and they yeah. may not provide it. So I want to provide that for you. Fantastic. And where the concept of unicorn comes in is that I want to really emphasize that anyone, a unicorn is someone who's unique, is wanted in the field and is like a person that shines from the rest. Mm-hmm. And I want to show that anyone can become a unicorn if mm-hmm. you start putting the work, if you start men- um, collaborating and getting exposed to the right thing. And that's the whole thing. I want to unleash, un- unleash your inner unicorn so that you can be that that competitive person that people want to hire you that want you to do the presentations to do the podcast or whatever it may be any everybody has the opportunity to do that fantastic well i'll make sure that in the show notes um i will put your um your your website so that people can go to it and look you up and but i'd like to to thank you this has been really great jaime it's again we 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 go over to the male and female dominated professions and we still hear a lot of the same things about, you know, still women are being held back. So it's just a real eye opener. And I also appreciate you championing the cause. So we need more men to help us with that. So I appreciate, I want to thank you for listening to the podcasts and spreading the word.